It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying. God bless you. It is the Greek for the Week podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a great show prepared for you today. And we're going to talk about something that, you know what, personally, I'm not a fan of. That is getting a checkup. I can tell you that my dentist thinks that I should come see him every six months. And I really like my dentist. He's a great guy. But I don't go see him but maybe once every year, maybe once every 15, 16 months. Probably should go more. But nobody likes going to get a checkup. They don't like the sound of the dentist office, the sound of the drill. I can't stand the way the fluoride tastes. Not fun. And I'm one of those people that when I'm driving, I have to wait until my gas tank is all the way down to the last line. Maybe the gas light comes on before I decide, okay, I need to pull over and get gas. Because this is I live in the north and it's cold. You have to get outside. You have to pump the gas. You know, Sometimes you don't want to look at what the gas prices are. Get back in the car. But I always feel so good after I get my teeth cleaned. And I always feel so good after I have a full tank of gas and I'm, I'm good for another four or 500 miles. But it's just, it's just doing it. That's the hard part. I think we'd all agree that checkups are good for us when we decide to go get them. And that's, that's the tricky part is deciding to get a checkup. And you know something? God's Word tells us that the most essential part of us, that is our heart, needs a checkup. And we see this in... In Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12, you have your Bible. I invite you to go there. It says here in verse number 12, take care. Now, the Greek word here, take care, blepite, is an interesting Greek word because we notice a few things about it. We see it in the imperative mood and we find it in the present tense, which is going to be very important for our study today because the Greek word here, take care, blepite, means to examine something and to gain a sense of perception about it through an inspection. Looking at something carefully, looking at something closely, and the closer you look at it, the more you can find out about it. Now, here's my journal. I've, now, I've been using this journal on and off for things. You don't really know. You just know that I have a green journal. These past podcasts, you've seen it. But if you were to have it, I gave you a hold of it, you could start making some notes about it. You'd see the very first thing is the date when this journal was given to me is right there on the front, 2-28-2014. Wow, I've had this thing a long time. It's been around quite a while, getting to the end of the pages, but I've had it now for coming on five years. That's a long time to have a journal and uh, trying to fill it up, but now you know something that you didn't know that you learned through looking at it closely, uh, and then you start to see that I was doing different things with this journal. One time I was working on uh, studying some historical references through it and highlighting those and was preaching at different places. And so you come to find out a lot about me and my pursuits of study by finding out about this journal, by inspecting it. And so we can come to find out a lot about ourselves and our inner man if we just take the time to inspect it and hear the word blepitate, present tense, imperative mood, and the verbal aspect of that mood is being used duratively, which means that we should constantly undergo an inspection in our heart, constantly allow our heart to be inspected by the Lord, or by us, or by whatever we place that in front of. Now, there's a few things that I believe our heart needs to be inspected by. Number one, by the Spirit of God. And we can do that through prayer, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit, praying in our, our, our natural tongue, but also by worshiping God. 
getting before the Lord and worship, Father, I worship you. You know, when you have those moments of connectivity when your heart connects to the Lord, the Spirit of God begins to speak to you. And many times he will show you things out of love about yourself that may need to change or things that are good that can continue to improve or things that he's pleased with that encourage you to carry on in those things. But whatever the Holy Ghost, whatever he inspects, he edifies. He leaves you with a sense of edification, even if it is correction. Next, um, the Word of God inspects us. When we get before the Word of God, we read it, we study it, when we meditate it, that inspects our heart. We could start to see God's standard where we're living our life. If we're living up to his standard, if we're not, how the Holy Ghost can edify us to be up to that standard. I can tell you, reading the book of Proverbs is a tremendous way to inspect your own life. I can tell you how many times I'm convicted about a way I'm handling the conflict, about a way that I'm handling my emotions, or the way I'm handling whatever it may be. When I read the book of Proverbs, because I see the wisdom of God in Proverbs, and I want to live my life according to how God says we should be wise. Uh, or the Psalms, whatever it may be. Or another way is having a koinonia, a fellowship of believers that you're around constantly. This is the point of going to church. Hebrews says, do not forsake this assembling of yourselves together. Having believers around you that are like-minded, that, that think the same thoughts that you think, that have the same convictions that, you can, that, that you're convicted about, that will be another way of inspecting your heart. And I'm open for believers that walk in love and walk in truth to just to witness my life. You know, as Christians, we should allow other people to witness the way that we're living. It helps us stay strong and accountable in the Lord. I'm not above that. I'm not above having someone witness the way that I live. I want that. I want that. So those are ways that we inspect our heart. But the Word of God says that we should constantly make the point of doing it. The Greek word here, cardia, means the inner man, the part of us from which uh uh, flows out of us life. It, it's the center of life. It's our thinking. It's our feelings. And it is our will. Now, you say, well, I don't do that much. Well, there's a danger in doing that, that Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12 discusses. And it says, lest there be in any of you lest, or this could happen if you don't have a constant inspection. And that is inside of you, there might be an evil, unbelieving heart. And the Greek here is interesting. It says, cardia, ponera, Apestias, an evil heart of unbelief, or the Greek would say a heart evil unbelieving. Now, it gives you the effect here, ento opestemani. Ento opestemani. My eyes to see this. I got to look it closer. Means that it could lead to falling away from the living God. Now, apostasy is where we get the Greek word um, um, apostasy, walking away from the Lord. The worst thing that we can do in our walk with the Lord is to walk away from Him. And here, this means to desert. It means to relocate. To it, it describes movement away from a point of reference. And so what it's describing is that certain things in our life can come fill up our heart or can come change the condition or the state of our heart, things that are evil. You know, evil doesn't work its way into your heart overnight. Evil works its way into your heart, similar to the way that a cavity begins to eat away at your teeth. Now, one of the great things that I've taken perhaps a healthy pride in in my life is I've never I've never had a cavity. Never one time have I had a cavity. Not once. Uh, my dentist, Dr. Clark, always tells me that I'm the dentist's worst nightmare because he can't ever find a cavity. And, you know, he jokes. I can never make money off of you, Chris. 
No, that's because I brush my teeth three to four, five times a day. I'm always brushing my teeth, always. Even when I travel, I have a toothbrush in my travel bag. I have a toothbrush in my suit. I just, I'm, I'm br- people if in the airport see me brushing my teeth. And when I come home, I brush my teeth. After dinner, I br- I'm just constantly a brusher. I just like having that fresh, minty, Colgate flavor in my mouth. Well, that produces, uh, what that does is wipes the sugar off my teeth and keeps that from coming in. But a person that doesn't brush their teeth, that cat, that sugar begins to eat away at their tooth and begins to put holes in it because they don't inspect their mouth enough. And that's the way evil gets into our heart. Just like you don't it noticing, it, you don't notice that evil getting in there. It just starts to eat away at it, eat away at it until the tooth becomes rotten. And that's what happens with evil. Now, evil takes all different types of forms, but the evil here that he's talking about, the ponera is enough to cause your heart to be unbelieving or apistias. Now, apistias is referring to the unwillingness to trust the word of somebody else. So what this is teaching is that evil is anything that causes you to be unwilling to trust in the word of God. So we have to understand, is there things in the culture that are making us unwilling to take God at his word that uh, puts doubt upon the word of God? That causes us to say, well, maybe God didn't say that. Now, if you're, if you're a college student and you're in a university, constantly bring be- your heart before the Lord because those secular professors, they're going to want to tell you every reason why uh, Christianity doesn't make sense, this, this, and that. And if you're not bringing your heart before the Lord, that, uh, that ponera will begin to produce apistias and it will cause your heart to apistani or turn away from the living God, zone uh, Zontos Theu, the God who is alive and who is well, who has the ability to inspect the very uh, status of our heart. And so uh, when we find the Hebrews where they're at, the writer of Hebrews was writing, okay, to a, a, a group of Christians who were um, trying to go on to maturity. And Paul is encouraging, or excuse me, the writer of Hebrews, I don't necessarily think it was Paul, was encouraging them to go on to maturity and to hold on to their faith and didn't want to look back to the old wineskin of Judaism to contain Christianity. He wanted to encourage them to go on into the truth and to find maturity. So what the Word of God is telling us is that even examining our heart has a lot to do with how we mature in the Lord. If we don't bring our heart before the Lord and allow the Lord to inspect it, allow the Word of God to inspect it, allow other believers to inspect it, allow our times to to uh, uh, worship to inspect it, then we don't go on into maturity. Now, I believe that in Christianity or in anything in life, you're moving forward or you're moving backwards. It's hard to really stay the same. And uh, that's even true with your muscles. They tell you if you're not using your muscle, it ends up becoming weaker. You have to use it. So if we're not maturing, ultimately we're becoming slowly and gradually probably immature in the way that we think and set ourselves up for that ponera apistias cardia or that evil heart of unbelief. Now, you have to make a decision. Am I going to be strong in the Lord? Am I going to build up my faith? Am I going to bring my heart before the Lord and move on to maturity? Or am I going to allow those cavities to fill my heart and potentially bring me away from God? I find it interesting that, and I make, and I pray for these individuals, but I find it interesting that a lot of the celebrities that we have in pop culture today, some of the biggest influencers on social media, people that uh, you find on the big screen in movies, uh, started off as Christians, or at least in Christian homes. And I don't name their names because I'm against them, as you can find it on any website. I pray for them, but I'm only telling you what they've said. 
I'm just giving you reports about what they said. You know, there's a pop star, Katy Perry. Her parents are preachers. I've actually met her parents, and um, they prophesied over me. Very wonderful people, and I'm sure, uh, you know, and, and we. And I told them, I'm praying for your daughter, and we're not judging her and trying to make her feel. But, but this is what she said in an interview with Marie Claire. I don't believe in heaven or hell or an old man sitting on a throne. Now, this is somebody that is coming from a Pentecostal charismatic background whose parents are preachers. And she's turned away from the Lord enough where she can tell Marie Claire in the magazine in an interview, well, I don't even believe in an old man on the throne, as if that's what Christianity is, an old man on the throne. He's not, God is not an old man. Um, in 2007 at the Emmy Awards, comedian Kathy Griffin, who grew up in a uh, Catholic background, said this, a lot of people come up here and thank Jesus for this award. I want you to know that no one had less to do with it than Jesus. She cursed the Lord, and then she wanted to say, this award is my God now. Um, going from a Catholic background to now denouncing Christ. And then Brad Pitt, uh, who came from a charis uh, his parents were Baptists. He sung in a Baptist choir. And then his parents became charismatic and uh, people who spoke in tongues. Um, in an interview at a film festival in France said, I grew up questioning Christianity, what Christianity says. And then he went on to say that he finds Christianity stifling. And George Clooney uh, grew up Catholic, turned away from the Lord. He says he doesn't believe in heaven and hell. I don't know if I believe in God is what he says. He has enough decency to respect other people's beliefs, though. And Julia Roberts, who was raised uh, Baptist and Catholic at 42, denied Christianity and now uh, has taken up other Eastern beliefs. So what has happened, I believe, is that when God reveals himself to you, speaks to you, you have to make sure that you mature and allow the word of God into your heart. Or this doesn't just happen to celebrities that get famous and begin to look other ways. This can happen to anybody if we don't make sure to bring our heart before the Lord and see to it that God inspects it. And you know something? When you do, what God does is he builds your heart up. Every day you go before the word of God. God gives you faith to believe. God gives you faith for that day. So what I understand is that I may have studied uh, God's word in college, and I may have studied God's word in 2017, 2018, but you know something? I need to study God's word in February 2019 and I need to study it in March, and I need to study it in 2020, so God can give me faith for today to keep my heart right before the Lord. And when you do that, you will find that your heart won't be evil, it won't be unbelieving, it won't move away from the Lord, but it will stay exactly where it's at. So the question I have for you today is, how is your heart, and are you making sure to give it regular tune-ups and, and inspections before the Spirit of God. That's your challenge for today. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Make sure that you give it a five-star review, share it with a friend, and we appreciate your listening and your listenership. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time.